0: Welcome to the Farmers Beat. This week we have a guest episode by our friends at California Certified Organic Farmers Foundation or CCOF Foundation. Thanks for tuning in and now let's hear the story they have to share this week.
1: Welcome to Radio Organic, the podcast dedicated to unearthing inspired ideas in organic food and agriculture. We bring professionals from the field together for real-life discussions about the practical techniques to help your business thrive. Brought to you by CCOF, Radio Organic is the conversation about today's organic world.
0: This episode was originally recorded in Spanish. If you'd like to hear the original audio, visit our website at ccof.org slash OTI. I'm Larissa Hernandez. I'll be playing the role of Berta Magaña. Thanks to Megan Donovan and Adrian Fisher for interpreting this episode in English. Megan plays the role of Tanya Zuniga, and Adrian represents
2: himself. Hi, my name is Adrian Fisher. I'm the program manager for the CCF Foundation and the host of today's podcast. This is the final episode of a four-part series on direct marketing strategies for organic farmers, part of the CCF Foundation's Organic Training Institute. Find more episodes and resources at ccof.org slash OTI. Today, we'll talk with Berta Magaña of Magaña Farm and Tanya Suniga from Kitchen Table Advisors and Terra Farms. Berta Magaña and her husband Heriberto grow organic berries and vegetables on nine acres in Las Lomas, California, which is in the Monterey Bay region of California. After working for many years as a farm worker, Berta realized her dream of owning her own organic farm. Prior to the COVID pandemic, Berta and her husband sold strawberries primarily to wholesale distributors. With the increased demand for home-delivered farm boxes at the onset of the pandemic, Magana Farm shifted its marketing strategy primarily to direct to consumer sales with the support of the nonprofit organizations Kitchen Table Advisors and Terra Farms. Tanya Zuniga is a farm business advisor with Kitchen Table Advisors in the Salinas and Watsonville regions of California. Kitchen Table Advisors boost the economic viability of small farms and sustainable ranches through hands on business advising and relationship building. As Berta's farm advisor, Tanya has supported Magana Farm in its transition from wholesale marketing to direct-to-consumer marketing strategies. Today, we'll hear how the shift in marketing strategies not only strengthened Berta's farm business, but also strengthened the farm's ties to family and community. Berta and Tanya, thank you so much for joining us today on Radio Organic. It's great to have you with us.
3: Hello. Hi, Adrian, thanks for the invitation.
2: So we're gonna start with Berta. Today, we're gonna to talk about your transition from wholesale marketing to direct-to-consumer marketing during the COVID pandemic. We know well that diversifying markets can strengthen a business and that establishing direct-to-consumer markets can be a bit more lucrative. When you decided to switch strategy, what was the first route you took?
0: We looked for stores to sell to directly and looked online to bring the freshest products to consumers. We sell 40% wholesale and 60%
2: we are selling direct. Great. So you expanded and diversified. I mean, you had a combination of marketing outlets where you could deliver and sell your products, right?
0: Yes. Delivering to stores, delivering to homes, and continuing to look for new customers to keep growing the business and continuing to sell directly to have a bit more cash flow.
2: Nice. And could you tell us how you grew your produce and if you've changed the crops you grow due to the change from wholesale to direct marketing?
0: Yes. Um, Before, I used to only grow strawberries and zucchini. With the change to direct sales, I had to plant more than 20 different products, different varieties of zucchini, lettuce. Now I also grow blackberries and raspberries, chilies, and tomatoes. There are different kinds of products, and I'm also planning to put in fruit trees so that I can bring fruit to the people who like to buy fruit and not only
2: vegetables. That's great. So really one of the big changes has been to expand the variety as well as the amount of fruits and vegetables that are growing to be able to reach that demand for diversity. So not only have you diversified your markets, but with what you're selling to because there's a demand for different products from your customers.
0: And that's the plan, to keep growing and to keep looking into different products so that people aren't just getting one or two products, but to deliver many more products through the collaboration I have with other farms. We're a large group, and I'm also responsible for connecting them to know what other products they have. Not only am I selling my products, but I'm helping more farmers to also sell their products or exchange them. They take my product and I exchange with them and they exchange with me. And we're working in a group. It's very nice to share with my colleagues to be doing this.
2: Fantastic. I want to go back a little bit to the change in direct-to-consumer marketing strategy in the CSA boxes with Terraform. How did that strategy start?
0: Well, I started with the strategy with the Terraform shops. It was Tanya who invited me to do this Terraform thing. And she connected with me to do the sales. They help us. They do 50% finding the customers, finding the places to leave the boxes. And we as farmers are in charge of planting different products, packaging them, and distributing them along with my family. They support me and help me to be able to do this. We're packing 32 to 35 products. We do it on Fridays for people who like to buy from us, who want to support us. And there's the Terraform page and we pack every Friday to deliver the produce as far away as we can. We harvest on Friday and deliver on Saturday a very early morning. We leave at six in the morning to go and take products to their homes.
2: What a nice connection. And since you mentioned Tanya, it seems like a good time to bring Tanya into the conversation and maybe tell us how that introduction between Kitchen Table Advisors and Berta happened.
3: Thank you, Adrian. Look, Berta is one of our first clients here in the region, and in general, the entire organization. Our founder, Anthony Chang, met Berta through the work he was doing with another organization in the region, and invited Berta to be one of the first farmers to receive our services. Berta has been with us for almost six years, and part of the services we offer is to give her advice in all aspects of business management. It's like having a private consultant 24-7, as they say, at your side. Oh, and the work we've done with Berta has been very satisfying. I think the whole organization is happy with the work Berta does, with the values that Berta has, that she shares with us, and with how hardworking, honest, supportive she is. For us, it has been a pleasure to support Berta for the several years here in the region.
2: Fantastic. So they're advisors of different types, right? They're supporting farmers in terms of business and business practices, as well as sustainability practices and farming practices. So it's really a whole package that they provide you and the emotional support that you know you're not alone and that you have people there with you.
3: Yes, it is, Adrian. I think that is an important part of a business. I think that one of the keys to being successful when you run your own business is to be connected. Connected to your community, connected to other farmers, connected to buyers, connected to organizations as well. So that is part of the work we do as well. We help Berta be connected to the people or businesses or agencies or organizations that she needs to be connected in order for her business to be successful.
2: Excellent. Well, it's so key that there are groups like you helping out farmers and Berta in those ways. And Berta, let's get back to you. Now that you have the support from kitchen table advisors and you have this relationship and all of your best practices, you're basically a veteran with all these experiences. What are the biggest challenges that you've had to make uh, when you switch to -to direct-to-consumer sales? I mean, you've adapted. What did you struggle with and what did you like? What did you enjoy?
0: well, the best benefits are my sales increased and it's helped me to deliver products. I just got two cars, a van, and a pickup to do my routes, which were indispensable and necessary because I had very old trucks and this is what helped me. And it's something that I have to thank these organizations because to them, I was able to realize this dream of buying a car again, even if it's for the business. Besides that, my difficulties have been with technology because I didn't study that. I've only dedicated myself to agriculture. But I found that people helped me with the technology for me, my daughters, my son, and with the organization that I'm with, Tanya and Laura. I've had a lot of support from different people. And now I'm meeting you and I thank you for inviting me here to be with you.
2: Of course. Happy to have you with us. There are always big changes and a lot of benefits and challenges. And with these changes, you mentioned your family. I'd love to know a little bit more about how these changes helped expand or enhance your family's role on your own farm because we're all involved. It takes a whole family to make it work, right? Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
0: Yes, of course. When Tanya invited me to do this project with the boxes, I talked to my whole family to see if I could have their support to make deliveries, to pack the boxes, not harvesting though, because they all have their jobs, but I have to ask for their support to pack and distribute the boxes. And my son, I have one son and three daughters. The women help me pack, and my son maintains my tractors, my cars. I feel that I have the support of my whole family. My husband and I are the ones who dedicate ourselves to planting, to cultivating the land, and doing all the work that is involved in agriculture. And now my children support us with the box deliveries and the maintenance that my son gives to my equipment. That's why I feel super happy and proud to have a family like the one I have. I also have 10 grandchildren, and they already contribute to helping me.
2: Wow, that's lovely. So three generations of Maganya and little Bertas on the farm with you. What a beautiful image that is. I love to hear that. And of course, it's a lot of work in dividing up all the different tasks. You have employees then who do the harvesting for you. You prepare everything, you work with them, and then the distribution part, coordinating many hands at very precise moments, so that everything is running properly, and that it arrives at the houses fresh and in good condition. Tanya, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this division of work and what we're talking about, right? Berta just told us about the responsibilities that Meganya Farms has in terms of preparing the product and packaging everything, but from there, Terra Farm and before preparing the market has a lot of responsibility. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yes, of course, Adrian. I think something important to also add to the question of how her children have taken on more formal roles in Bertha's business is the fact that they take on a lot of responsibility for communications. When we talk about direct-to-consumer marketing systems, we have to understand that the time we're going to spend on communications is much greater. And when we talk about communications, I'm talking about making calls, right? Emails that go back and forth, having time to send out updates as well. Even beginning to talk about starting social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram. Why? Because it's key for business. For direct to consumer marketing to be successful, communication is key. So, this is something that has also been a change for Bertha, that Bertha did not mention a little while ago. That she has received a lot of support from her daughters and grandchildren, given that Bertha still finds it difficult to use technology. So back to the topic of what does Tierra Farm do? We understand that there are certain barriers that many of the farmers that we work with have, and it's going to take a while to overcome them, like the language issue, the technology management issue, right? And also the issue of connection to communities. I think that one problem that we all see is that many of the farmers that we work with in these regions who are normally farmers that have wholesale marketing systems and sell directly to a cooler. Well, they usually produce four or five different products on the farm. They pack it up, take it straight to the cooler, leave their product, and then go back to the farm. And that's it. And that's what they normally do. And that doesn't allow them to have a connection with the communities, right? With the communities, with the people that live around them. So understanding those barriers, what we try to do is when COVID started, and we start with this project, we said, how do we get our farmers to have a connection with the communities? with the families, right? In different areas, whether it's the Bay Area and here in Monterey Peninsula and Santa Cruz, how do we do that? Do we then create this online platform? And we said, okay, the farmers know very well. They're experts. They're masters in how to produce quality products in the variety that a lot of our customers like to receive. So what are they lacking? The technology part, the communication with customers. So we started thinking and we created a platform where farmers have the opportunity to sell products to communities in the Bay Area. And what we did as Terra Farm, we said, okay, we're gonna create the platform. And now the other missing piece is to look for customers. So we take care of looking for clientele. We look for people and families that want to buy direct from these farmers and the platform allows these families to choose What they want to buy every week, depending on what Bertha makes available, they pay with a credit card or with PayPal, and the payment goes directly to the bank accounts of Bertha and the other farmers that we work with in the project. We take care of the customer service part, right? Which is frequently something many of the ranchers and farmers we work with don't have the time or the staff to manage. So basically. We help them with the online platform so that families can buy and pay in a more friendly, fast, and easy way from our farmers like Berta. And we also take care of the customer service part. Um, If there are complaints, if there are questions, we take care of answering them. And we also try to put together activities that connect our farmers with these families. For example, we put up Instagram and Facebook pages We also have the website that we are always working on, refreshing the information column. We put together a magazine, a little publication we send out weekly with news from the farmers. And we also put together farm tours so that people can visit Bertha and other farmers and get to know up close how these farms
2: work. Okay, wow, that's a lot. Great. It's a huge package that you're offering these farmers and these ranchers and an incredible opportunity to provide a service that really expands and contributes tremendously to their capacity. So nice to hear that's an important emphasis for you all. And I'd love to hear from Berta about how that connection to community that didn't exist with the wholesale marketing that you have now, how does it affect you, Berta, to have that connection to your community and the people to whom you're selling your products and coming to your farm?
0: Of course, for me, it has been something very important, something very beautiful to see when customers come to my farm and to see how we're growing the produce, to see how difficult it is for us to grow it because we're fighting against weather, against pests. And as we're organic, we struggle a little bit more. For me, it was a pleasure to do be doing this. I feel super excited and it's something that I love. It was a very interesting change for me and my family that we can sell more products And I have faith and confidence that people will continue to buy our products and that they will continue to support us and that there will continue to be more organizations that help us, that see the needs that we as small farmers have to fight in the big market because we know that that is a daily struggle. From the moment we get up, we have to think about what we're going to plant, what we're going to cultivate to be able to satisfy the clients, the quality because their products that are diseased or simply burned we have to cut down this product without any harvest to plant again and continue cultivating. We don't want our spirits to drop. We want to keep working very hard every day because, you know, from six in the morning, we are already at the farm and we don't leave sometimes until it gets dark. We return to our homes, but with our spirits high, with happiness to see that the plants and that our clients are happy because the most important thing, what we want to do is bring the best quality to our clients.
2: That's so beautiful. It's so good to hear that that connection has helped you so much. And speaking of that, there's so many challenges and difficulties, but at the same time, a lot of motivation. And right now I sense your motivation and enthusiasm. How do you see your farm in the future? What's your vision?
0: My bigger vision. I mean, I want to keep growing different products every day so that I don't annoy my clients with just one product. What I see in the future and my biggest dream is to be able to build a house there on my farm to eliminate my debts that I've had when I was not doing this work to achieve my biggest dream of having my own house on the farm.
2: That's great, what a wonderful vision. And Tanya, I'm sure audience would love to know a little bit more about what they should do if they wanna work with kitchen table advisors. And since there's obviously limited capacity for kitchen table advisors, given the demand, What other resources can you share with our audience for small farmers?
3: Well, first, I'll invite everyone to learn more about our Kitchen Table Advisors organization. You can find us by visiting the website. You can also visit our pages on Facebook or Instagram, where you'll easily find our phone numbers and emails so you can contact us. 80% of our staff is bilingual, so we speak mostly Spanish and we also speak English. So feel free to call us you don't need to worry about looking for someone to translate for you. It's important to know that we offer services not only in market access, we also work on the issue of access to land and access to capital. And much of the success of our work has to do with working in collaboration with other organizations here in the region. Organizations like FarmLink, organizations like Alba, organizations like PCOS as well, And we work with government agencies like FCI, as well as NRCS, and also the RCD here in Monterey. So I think the best advice is for anyone who is interested in the work that our organization does and the services that we provide, go to the website, go to Facebook, Instagram, contact us, and we'll be able to help depending on the needs that you have. We'll be able to redirect you to other organizations or other agencies that can help you directly if we can't at the time. It's also important to let folks know that our work is focused on working with farmers and ranchers who, as you said at the beginning, are leaders in environmental and social change. We focus on working with farmers who are aware that organic and sustainable agriculture is a priority. And we're all here to receive communication from each one of you that are listening to us to be able to help in any way we can.
2: Okay, great. That's helpful. Berta, in closing, I'd love to hear from you, your advice for farmers who are just starting to sell direct to consumers.
0: Well, let them give it their best shot. It's not easy, but it's not impossible either. And they should should seek out the help of organizations.
2: Great, got it. Thank you so much for your time, Berta and Tanya, for today. I was very happy to talk to you, so thank you. Best of luck and success.
3: Thank you very much to you. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for the invitation.
2: Thank you for listening to Radio Organic and special thanks to Community Alliance with Family Farmers and the Farmers Beat for helping us kick off this pilot series. As we wrap up our final episode in this series, we would love to hear your suggestions for future broadcasts. Send us your feedback. Follow the link in the podcast description or ccoffoundation at ccof.org.
1: Radio Organic is a production of the CCOF Foundation. Guided by the wisdom of its farming roots, the CCOF Foundation unites the organic community to advance organic agriculture, offering intentional education, financial support, and growth opportunities for organic professionals. Learn more at ccof.org forward slash foundation.